0: Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Check the Mark. It's Wednesday in Miami. Qualies is all done. The women started their main draw yesterday. The men kick off the main draw matches today. Got a great guest today. I have a really fun chat coming up with Dr. Alexis Colvin. She's the chief medical officer for the U.S. Open. Also the team doctor for the United States Fed Cup team. Now the Billie Jean King Cup team, as <laughs> she will correct me. In the interview, Uh, she's a good friend of mine. She does a great job. She's an orthopedic uh, specialist at Mount Sinai Hospital in Uptown, New York. Anyway, uh, here in Miami, there's been a fun energy around the site the last few days. This is the first combined event since Australian Open, uh, the first major combined event since the Australian Open. Normally, Indian Wells precedes Miami, but this year, Indian Wells still potentially trying to find a slot later in the season. So Miami is the first big one. And as usual, when the tours come together, <laughs> fun interactions between the different players, different coaches from both tours, seeing old friends. And for me, it's been the same way, catching up with some people I haven't seen really in quite a while. So that's been cool. Tournament director James Blake has been very visible out, you know, out in the field, checking in with players, out walking the courts, talking to people. So I give him a lot of credit too for keeping the lines of communication very open. And I also, I did a tweet. Man, big shout out to James and his entire team for having Uncrustables in the dining hall. Man, Uncrustables are my favorite snacks, my go-to when I'm home. These PB&J sandwiches that are you take out of the freezer that are pre-made. Man, not an ad. I'm just a big fan. People are still in the bubble. As you guys know, I've been talking about this all year long. There's just a real <laughs> diminished appetite for playing tennis In these sorts of conditions, I really don't think there's ways around it if we're talking about operating realistically, but it just kind of is one of those things that, you know, that people have been dealing with for the last year, the, you know, the isolation, the not being able to leave, the not being able to go certain places. There's just a real sense of, you know, malaise when you're at these events, because every day seems like Groundhog Day. Go to the courts, go back to your room, kill some time, order Uber Eats do the same thing the next day and i'm just wondering how long it's sustainable particularly when prize money is at the levels that it's at which you know at this event it's about 35 40 percent of what it was in 2019 i think 31 players out of the top 100 withdrawing speaks for itself but the good thing is Obviously, vaccinations are continuing to speed up. I'll talk. I'll touch on this with Dr. Colvin. Vaccinations are continuing to speed up. The U.S. actually is doing a great job after a slow start, getting its population vaccinated. I had a number of coaches from around the world come up to me and just mention, man, the U.S. is really doing a great job with the vaccination rollout at this point. We're really going you know, fast. I think I saw the average the other day is up to 3 million shots per day, which is incredible. The NBA just published their guidelines for the players. As they get vaccinated and as teams get a critical mass of their team vaccinated, we also have baseball talking about fans. We have hockey and also, you know, even the NBA talking about really increasing their fans, stepping up fans. I saw the Miami Heat made an announcement yesterday about sections for vaccinated fans only where there were going to be even fewer restrictions. So it's just encouraging seeing the signs of progress. And you know who makes these decisions? doctors so we got dr alexis colvin coming up right now after the break all right welcome back to check the mark i have a very special guest today dr alexis colvin dr colvin is the professor for orthopedic surgery and associate dean for alumni affairs at mount sinai she's a former princeton tiger and completed her surgery residency at nyu hospital for joint Diseases. She's also the chief medical officer for the U.S. Open and the doctor for the United States Fed Cup team. Alexis, welcome.
1: Thanks. Although, you know, now the name is the Billie Jean King Cup team.
0: Ah, excuse me. Yes, the Billie Jean King Cup. Thanks for the correction. Alexis, with your, your day-to-day activity at the hospital, you're an orthopedist. You see a lot of people for you know issues, particularly with you know knees, shoulders, hips. When you're working at the U.S. Open or when you're at a Fed Cup or the Billie Jean Cup tie, you're the point person for for the athletes and you can see any issue. What's that like?
1: Yeah, so in terms of the training of where I got here, so I did an orthopedic surgery residency, but then after that, I did a a sports medicine fellowship actually at the University of Pittsburgh. Um, And there I really learned how, uh, even though I will be the, the head team physician, Um, or the chief medical officer it really takes a team um, to be able to take care of the athletes. And so the situation at the U.S. Open um, is a little different than the the, uh, Billie Jean King Cup team because for the U.S. Open, we have a a large um, group of medical providers who are both um, orthopedic surgeons as well as primary care physicians who can really address more of the medical issues. Um, But you're right, when I travel on the road um, with the team, um, it's just me. But fortunately, I have a pretty broad network of specialists that I can call on. So if there's something that I'm not familiar with, you know, pretty much um, can call on any specialty in my um, little black book, little black phone um, to, to get an answer.
0: So this 2020 U.S. Open, it was the first Grand Slam that moved forward since the coronavirus pandemic began in early 2020. What was it like as chief medical officer, the preparation, the planning, you know, even the uncertainty about the event moving forward? What was that like? What was that challenge like trying to make a safe event move forward?
1: So 2020 was an interesting year. You know, it started off in, in February where the last trip I took was with the, the Fed Cup team to Everett, Washington, which is where the first case of COVID in the US had just been diagnosed and then released. And then to come back to New York, where I'm usually practicing and basically COVID just exploded. And so we you know, shut down our own practices, went to help on the floors with the COVID inpatients um, and you know really um, were in the, the heart of the pandemic for many months. Simultaneously, we started the early planning stages for the U.S. Open, and of course, the situation was changing week to week, but it really took a number of months of planning with, um, you know, our our ID specialist, infectious disease specialist, Dr. Caymans, along with the rest of the USDA Medical Advisory Board. It it is so intricate in terms of the number of details that had to be hammered out, um, everything from testing protocols, because, you know... Like you said, we were the first tournament to come back since Australia um, and the first tournament to come back um, with such a large group of international players coming that we really had to develop the testing protocols from scratch. So we were using CDC guidelines and any information that was available, uh, but we really had to um, think about how we were going to plan this out in a safe way for everyone uh, to come back, not just from the U.S., but also from international countries. And then um, there's also, um, you know, how are we going to get the results to players and their staff and how are we going to um, space out uh, the way we're going to do seeing seeing players uh, in the treatment area. So it was really detail upon detail to plan it out. And then even during the tournament, you know, you're sitting on edge pretty much um, anytime the labs are due to come back, the COVID tests, which is anytime, in 24 hours, that's when you're sitting on edge <laughs> waiting for um, the results to come back um, over a span of four weeks. And um, I will tell you, though, it was probably, you know, this is this is 2020 was my 12th year of working at the U.S. Open as a physician. And to come from being in New York, where I was on the floors with the COVID inpatients to then helping to stage probably the largest international event post-COVID in New York City was such an incredible experience to be a part of that, um, I would say it it was definitely one of the highlights of my career.
0: You know, I have to give you a big thanks and a big feeling of appreciation because during that time, you know, we developed a good relationship working together over the years. And I, I know I called you a bunch of times with questions about COVID protocols or, you know, best practices during practice prior to the U S open. And, you know, as a coach, the medical issues are just that—this world beyond a lot of what we understand, and so it's really great to have a network of people that we trust and that we can reach out to. You know.
1: Yeah, but that yeah, you know, I'm gonna save that for when I need um, tips on playing tennis. I'm coming to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's fair. It's gonna that's work. Fair. It's
1: gonna work both ways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, here in Miami, obviously vaccinations are being rolled out, and. A lot of people have you know gotten their first shot some people have gotten both vaccines what's your advice because there's still people here who seem a little bit hesitant you know maybe there's some sort of uh just unsureness about whether they should get vaccinated can you offer some advice to people who might be on the fence
1: i would say do it just do it (laughs) um (laughs) that's that's the way we're going to get back to normal so Um, there are, you know, obviously there's case by case, um, considerations that, you know, maybe there's some, some medical issue where it wouldn't be recommended, but, um, yes, just, just as three words, just do it.
0: So my second shot is coming up on April 2nd and I can't wait, you know, the, the feeling of getting that first shot, I I just felt so hopeful after, you know, after sitting there, you sit there for the 15 minutes while they kind of make sure that you don't, you know, pass out or keel over. I just left the pharmacy feeling so hopeful and so excited. And this, you know, feeling that we're maybe starting to come out of it. How do you see the COVID protocols in sports and in tennis kind of evolving as we get towards a more critical mass of people being vaccinated?
1: Yeah, you're right. I think the conversation is definitely going to shift because, The protocols previously have restricted the number of people um, both physically and um, you know in terms of um, distance and now the conversation is going to shift more to who's been vaccinated who's um, had COVID previously and develop guidelines more along those lines. So um, we're going to probably switch more from a numerical way of doing restrictions to now a more personalized way of looking at who has been vaccinated so that we can Um, start to um, stratify uh, risk groups that way um, for return to, hopefully, um, less restrictive um, capabilities.
0: Yeah, the the talk about, you know, from the athletes in all sports pretty much and the staff, you know, who are sequestered to hotels and who are really restricted in their movements from, you know, if it's basketball between the hotel and the arena or if it's tennis, the hotel and the tennis courts and, and the mental challenges that go with it. I think there's a real excitement about having these you know these restrictions lifted and being able to you know to go outside for fresh air and to go for a walk or to go to you know a restaurant for an outdoor meal, especially once you've been vaccinated.
1: Yeah, you're right in terms of um you know I got my my vaccine pretty early around christmas and and you're right. it felt like a gift. Um, and it's really incredible. um you really have to thank all the researchers that have gone into developing it to, to, to develop a vaccine for a pandemic and in the amount of time that it was done is at this point I would say that that's historical.
0: Yeah without giving too much away I, I know a lot of obviously what you guys are working on for the U.S. Open varies but just as far as a typical year right now it's March how deep into the planning are you guys?
1: At this point it's still pretty early I think right now one of the talking points is how many fans are going to be allowed. And I think that that's pretty similar across the board for most professional sports in terms of that's really the, the, the factor that we're looking at, you know, we know how to deal now with having the the athletes there and their staff. And now we're moving on to the next phase, which is, um, how many fans to allow in and how to screen them. Um, and maybe even again, like we were saying, if some, some are vaccinated and some just have a test, how do you potentially, um, set it up so that um we can make sure that we're kind of doing the restrictions appropriately
0: man dr alexis colvin thanks for spending time with me today you know it's great to hear a medical professional obviously talk about the situation that we have been in and in a situation that we you know may be in moving forward thanks for joining me and i hope you have a good week and i hope the i hope the kids are swimming and doing all their activities and i look forward to hopefully seeing you in september in new york
1: You too. Thank you so much, Mark.
0: That's it for today. Big shout out to Dr. Alexis Colvin for joining us and dropping some knowledge. As you know, head over to Spotify, head over to Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Look up, check the mark. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Find me on Twitter or Instagram, at Mark Lucero. Shoot me some questions. Let me know what you're seeing in Miami and what you want to hear about from on the ground. I'll be back with another episode next time. Catch you later. Have a good day.